Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spark My Muse. This is your host, Lisa Colon Delay, and you're listening to Soul School Lesson 283 A World Without Birdsong. Recently, I wrote a note on one of those Substack note pieces. I think probably two people have read it, something like that. But in it, I finally got a chance to mention uh, my concern, even my despair about what is happening in the forest and the woodlands near me. I live in Pennsylvania, Penn's Woods. And ever since I was a little girl, I've taken walks in the woods. And normally the woods have been a place of a lot of creatures, squirrels, and you'll hear insects and woodpeckers and all sorts of different songbirds. And sometimes a deer will cross your path. In the waters and streams, you would find things like minnows and crayfish and salamanders. But I'd say in the last two years that I've taken my walks, I've been met with just a chilling silence. Occasionally I'll hear a cricket maybe or a cicada insect, but it is a silence that almost drowns out joy. The sound of the silence is actually jarring because I'm listening for the sounds of birds, and I hear nothing. It's like a desolate wasteland free of musicality. And I had concerns about it. I started looking up what could be the matter that I haven't heard songbirds on a number of walks I've gone on in the last two years in my area. And I have come to find out there has been an extreme mass die-off of songbirds here. I'm going to link to some articles about this if you're interested in learning more. And I know a lot of you don't live in my region, but in the northeastern part of the United States, there's been a very concerning drop-off in the number of birds. And around the world, this has been somewhat true as well. Some of the reasons are fairly easy to point to, such as pesticides, weed killers, things that poison birds and contaminate the water sources, things like that. Cats are very predatorial towards birds, and apparently 50 million birds die per year from domestic and feral cats. But some of those are natural predator situations, and it's not explaining there's been some avian flus to go around and kill millions of birds, but there is also an unknown disease. This is what I found as I researched. There is an unknown disease that is literally making birds fall out of the sky, and show up sick all over the place. And it's very alarming, especially because birds have sensitive immune systems and lungs, and they will be the harbingers sometimes of contaminations that are to come. 
This is particularly why canaries were used in coal mines, in case coal miners got into an area where there were poisonous gases released from coal mining. The canary would die, and they would know they had just a few minutes to exit the coal mines they had created. This is the environmental equivalent of that. And so far, people haven't gotten to the bottom of what has caused this mass die-off. I find it alarming in my own environment because of the silence and the strangeness of it all, but I do wonder what's going on. I understand that in a time where there's genocide happening, there's multiple major wars happening in the world, that the death of songbirds might not seem so important. But it really speaks to the state of humans in this world, that we have money and concern and time for wars that never end, for making weapons of war that will kill off humans, that will kill off our environment. Meanwhile, our ecosystems are suffering the plants and animals are suffering, and soon we will be we will be at the spear's tip as well. I was looking for some poetry to underscore some of the sentiment that I was feeling. I haven't been able to compose any of my own on this yet. Perhaps I'm just too conflicted and disorganized with my emotions to get something down on paper. And it was in doing this that I found the poetry of Nicole Brown. She's a celebrated poet raised in Kentucky, and I found her poem, Prayer to Be Still and Know. What's interesting about Nicole Brown is she comes from what appears to be a Bible Belt area, and so I resonated with some of her poems, and, and some of her background seems a bit similar to mine. About this poem, she writes, One of the greatest tragedies of this digital era, we've surrendered our senses to our devices, severing ourselves from our bodies with our clever thinking machines and their little glowing screens. So here in this poem, I'm grieving what my own ears have lost, craving the language of animals and their homes. Feeding this idea are two books integral to my current study of human-animal relationships. Dave George Haskell's The Songs of Trees and John Young's what the robin knows, both of which make the singular plea for humans to stop and listen hard to what the natural world is saying. At the center of this poem is an attempt to revise a particular cliche I've heard in more than one prayer circle, a distillation of Psalm 4610 that neuters the text, be still and know that I am God, into a platitude of comfort that suggests one only need to relax and let the divine into your life. What's missing from that, however, is the context of this verse. Quote, to be still was no gentle suggestion, but a command to stop fighting in a time of deep unrest and war, not unlike our world today, especially with such ecological devastation at hand. To me, the charge is not to step into nature to passively receive peace, but to actively pay attention and ultimately to fight for something greater than ourselves. And I urge you to hear Nicole read this poem herself. I will link to the place where you can do this at poets.org. It is often remarkable to hear a poet read their own poetry. It's really one of my favorite things. 
Being that as it may, I'm going to attempt to read her poem. And please forgive me, Nicole, if you wind up hearing this and I mess it up. I'm going to just try my best. This poem is called Prayer to Be Still and Know, and it reads quite a bit like a prayer. Lord, let my ears go secret agent, each a microphone, so hot it picks up things silent, reverbing even the hum of stone, close to its eager silver grill. Let my ears forget years trained to human chatter, wired into every room, even those empty except of me, each broadcast and jingle tricking me into being less lonely than I am. Let my ears forget the clack and rumble, our tambourining and fireworking distractions, our roar of applause. Let my hands quit their clapping and rest in a new kind of prayer, one that doesn't ask but listens, palms up in my lap. Like an owl, let me triangulate icy shuffling under snow as vole. Let me not just name the name when I spot a soundtrack of birdsong, but understand the notes through each syrinx as a singular missive begging, flirting, fussing, each companion call and alarm as sharp with desire and fear as my own. Prick my ears, Lord, make them hungry satellites. Have your way with their tiny bones. Teach the drum within that dark to drum again. Because within the hammering of woodpecker is a long tongue unwinding like a tape measure from inside his polluted head, darting dinner from the pine's soft bark. And somewhere I know is a spider who births a filament of silk and flies it to the next branch. Somewhere a fiddlehead unstrings its violin into a miracle of fern. And somewhere a mink not made into a coat cracks open a mussel shell and with her mouth full of that gray meat yawns. Those are your sounds, are they not? Do not deny it, Lord, do not deny me. I do not know those songs, nor do I know the hush a dandelion's face makes when it closes, surrenders, and then goes to seed. No, I only know the sound my own breath makes as I wish and blow that perfect globe away. I only know the small, satisfactory popping of roots when I call it weed and yank it from the yard. There is a language of all you've created. Hear me, please. I just want to be still enough to hear right here, Lord, I want to be. What I really enjoy about this poem is the careful attention to all the ways we can listen, all the ways we can be aware of the tiny things of nature that our ears have not been trained to hear or understand or even value. She pinpoints different things. This is so lovely. As she makes this poem into a, a prayer of sorts, it makes me think of all created things all those lovely things, some of which are dying and fading from existence because of our own recklessness, because of our own short-sightedness. 
And yet we always have time for war and weapons of war and attention to war. As she says in the description of this poem to me, the charge is not to step into nature to passively receive peace, but to actively pay attention and ultimately to fight for something greater than ourselves. And this greater thing isn't something that would be a fight to kill other people, but a fight to save the place we call home, this natural world, the place that feeds us and nourishes us and gives us life. So this is a little bit of a sad soul school because I'm thinking about death. I'm thinking about innocence and innocent lives lost, innocent lives lost in the Middle East, innocent lives lost in Ukraine and Russia, innocent lives lost to selfishness, selfish ambition, ego projects, and selfish aims, and innocent lives lost in the natural world, the animal world, the avian world. And it hurts. It hurts me. Thank you, Nicole, for your work, for making it available to us, for opening your heart to these things. And to all those listening, I hope you will go to nicolebrown.org. Nicolebrown.org. Nicole is spelled N-I-C-K-O-L-E, Brown, B-R-O-W-N.org. Connect with this poetry. And until we meet again, May you find rest for your soul. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.